0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the 33.4 Sports Podcast. I'm Colby Wimbers. am joined alongside by Nick Boyden. here. Uh, it's uh, Friday, March thir- uh, the 11th, as we we're recording this. So it has been a, a minute, uh, but as I had prefaced, I believe, last week before uh, on our last episode, um, it was going to be a little bit before we recorded here. I had a broadcast, uh, a broadcasting opportunity that I was able to do. It was very fun. Uh, I was happy to do it. And now we're here. And, you know, regrettably, I didn't really have time to record otherwise, because otherwise I would have, because we have had an insane week for news. Um, We would have probably dropped many episodes on every single one of the things here that happened. But hey, at least we're going to be able to combine it all into one. So it's really exciting to be able to get back here. With all that being said, Nick, it has been at least a week or so. How have you been? You know, pretty good, man. You know, spring break is. Very relaxing, very
1: nice, just sitting here in my room, recording with you. So, uh, you know, not too bad. We do have a good bit of stuff to overcome, as you know, as this um week in the NFL free agency has been very, very wild. And I actually look a lot forward to doing that with you.
0: Yeah, a lot to talk about. And there's going to be, you know, it's, it's a lot of NFL. Uh, obviously, it is uh, bread and butter for a lot of people, particularly myself. So it's going to be a lot of fun here to cover that, as we have had a lot of noise in the NFL here before free agency. But before we do cover the NFL, uh, I think we do need to start off with what is the biggest news that has come this week outside of football, and it's a little bit of baseball, as though Jeff Passons account was unfortunately hacked before he could announce this. Uh, it is, an, uh, apparently, is apparently the idea that there is – a deal in place or some sort of idea between the players and owners to be able to get the season underway. Uh, and I believe not to miss many games.
1: Yeah. So I saw a lot of people posting about it, about the MLB lockout. And it, it seems to be a good amount of, of rules It says, and I'm just going to look through it now I'm on this website and it says, there's five little things that say, I mean, obviously first, the deal took a long time more money for younger players a 12 team postseason, rule changes and uniform patches and in international draft for the
0: MLB. Yeah. So from what I've heard, uh, with these tentative, like, you know, uh, ideas and whatnot, I, I don't know. The baseball guys that I know don't seem to be too, too happy about this. Um, it doesn't seem like it's exactly what the players should be getting or what they deserve. However, it just looks like kind of what the two sides have agreed upon for now to where they can keep things going and not delay or get the season canceled. Uh I don't know if it's fully official yet, but we're going to hope not only that players can get more in the future, but that if we I, I you know, if we do get the season, I guess that is the bonus that um MLB fans will at least possibly, it seems more likely now that they're going to have a season than not, as it looks like just about a week or two ago that they were going to possibly not have the season.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to go along with you on that one. You know, it's probably not what people would have liked, but the good thing is, you know, we might be getting baseball back and that's great news to any baseball fan across the world or country. And, you know, like we were talking about last week is just kind of like the owners being stuck up and just kind of sitting in their throne and demanding stuff. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it, you know, for better, for worse, it is what it is. And, you know, there's nothing that, you know, guys such as me or you can do anything, but, you know, what we can do is talk about it and get the news out there. So, you know, it just is what it is.
0: Yeah. um, I mean, you are right. It is what it is. And, Again, it's going to be good for baseball fans for this to happen, but uh, I guess we'll see from here, um, you know, kind of what's going to happen and where things will move. So with that in mind, just nothing too crazy. And, you know, I mean, it's crazy for the world of baseball. We're going to see how that keeps moving. Um, And certainly uh, I will point you towards daily radio, as I know Dan Steinbach will have a lot to say about it. But with that out of the way, let's get into something else that's going to be talked about a lot throughout this coming week. But obviously, that has happened in this week. Everything that happened in the NFL before free agency started, this is probably the the craziest three day span like pre free agency we've had in a while. It's weird. Like, and like on top of that, there's even some things that I was debating talking about prior to this. things that I think are really going to be more safe for when it happens now. Like there is the rumors that or rumor that Amari Cooper is going to get traded by the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, you have the Calvin Ridley scandal, which is something that I even forgot to put in here. Something else that, um, oh yeah, something else that we can even talk about, but um, I mean, with, with that stuff in mind though, there's really a lot more positives and a lot more positive like, uh news to break. So maybe we talk a little bit of Calvin Ridley here before we fully dig into this, but in the realm of money because that's what the Calvin Ridley issue was, uh Aaron Rodgers is finally getting paid. And the Green Bay Packers uh have now re-signed him to a 4-year $200 million deal, making him one of the highest-paid players in the NFL. So he is now going to be uh staying with the Cheesehead fans for at least another 4 years.
1: Yeah, and, you know, as a Packer fan, I really like this. You know, I saw a lot of the moves that we were doing, you know, clearing guys, you know, clearing some cap space. We also got Devontae Adams back, which is a great, great move. And, you know, I'm I'm not going to lie. I was actually – I know he – I know obviously the reports saying that, you know, I want to be the highest-paid quarterback. And, you know, I feel like I shouldn't be surprised, but I am just by the sheer amount of money, you know, $200 million for years. And it's great that he's staying. I really like it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like this will be a, a really big boost for the Packers. However, you know, season after season, we are, you know, always um, uh, kryptonite to – we are always prone to the 49ers. So, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, the next season is it showered in more good, good times. But, you know, we'll just have to see. I think it's a really good move by the Packers. And I like how they're bringing their guys back.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll I'll take two seconds before Rogers to mention the Ridley thing, as it was originally what may have been big news this week. All I think to really mention on that is, is that I feel as if it's a little bit of egregious of a um, suspension for what it was comparatively to worse things that have happened, um, like actual like domestic violence cases and whatnot that have had a way less suspension time however that's not to say that what he did was right and we know when talking about it back in November that he was not in a positive mental space so hopefully things will get better though granted he did seem a little bit lax about it um, I think you mentioned that as well Nick when we were talking about it
1: yeah so um, in the Calvin really tweets. You know, it's like I will bet like fifteen hundred on that, and he he was just kind of blew up his Twitter account with you know all the kind of like nonchalant ish tweets. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I agree with you. I feel like this suspension is.
0: Um, I I feel like it's a lot bigger than it needs to be. A okay, year's ridiculous. Hmm. A year is ridiculous. Oh Sorry.
1: yeah, I know. I I thought it would be. You know, like. I mean, I know we're going way back to probably to a completely different thing. But, you know, with the Tom Brady and the deflate the gate getting suspended, mm. what, like four games?
0: That's, That's actually a perfect example. Yeah. Like something where he was, you know, I mean, I, I guess it was just like an assumption that he cheated. It wasn't ever proven. But, you know, he suspended four games for possibility. And then something for a matter of fact though granted I don't know if what really did change anything I guess they're assuming that it changed stuff and it's like oh yeah no that's horrible and you shouldn't be trying to take money from us and we're gonna ban you a year for it yeah I know. I like I
1: thought like you no know, I saw the headlines and I was like well like I didn't really read the whole thing you know and I was like okay well I assume like half like you know like six games maybe like like six four to six games maybe but a whole year you know and for someone that we were just talking about last week with Matt Ryan and him not having very many options the Falcons are season is now in peril in my opinion but you know it's just I I feel like it's a it's a really big punch in the mouth that something that didn't need to happen that bad
0: yeah, and before I go and move back into uh, my look on Rogers here and overall with Green Bay, I do want to say that it was very respectful of Atlanta, uh, as it seems like they knew about this possibility to uh, not deal uh, Calvin Ridley to anyone before this happened. Uh, it was something that was talked about, because Atlanta, technically speaking, could have. They could have dealt Calvin Ridley and then be like, ha your problem now, Um that he's going to be out for a year. But no, Atlanta's like, mm, we'll hold on to him. We, we see that there's a possibility that this will happen. And after suspension's lifted, we can trade him after that. So I I think that's fair, of, good of Atlanta to do. Um, And speaking of good things to do, great thing for Green Bay to do. Uh, Rogers is one of the best quarterbacks in their history. One of the best quarterbacks to do it. One of the best quarterbacks of his generation and re-signing him here to this deal, I think is definitely worth it. He has He's won the MVP two years uh, in a row now, I believe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he's he's won the MVP two years in a row on a team that two years in a row did not make the Super Bowl. Um. You know, let alone the making the NFC Championship this past year. So I think giving him that type of money is well deserved. Um, though granted, I I believe. Aaron Rodgers has said that the deal wasn't finalized, but he was wanting to stay in green Bay Um, or at least like that, that the, like the monetary end wasn't finalized, but he decided he wanted to stay around. So no matter what, if he is the highest paid quarterback um, and that is the confirmation of it, um, or tied with highest paid with Pat Mahomes, absolutely deserved. Um, He's one of the best players still in the NFL And yeah, Green Bay is able to keep their guy, which, you know, it shouldn't have been a question for them to keep their guy, but it's been a question because of a lot of questionable decisions from the front office, uh, including uh, really the one thing I want to highlight here, I I actually kind of had these points out of order the 2020 draft, just drafting Jordan Love now and trading up just looks even more idiotic here, as you know, these next four years of Rogers almost guarantees that Jordan Love is not going to be the quarterback for the future in Green Bay. Uh, honestly could be a possible trade candidate this off season.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I totally agree with you. I mean, as a Packer fan and Packer fans that I've talked to, you know, it was a huge topic of discussion and, you know, he was pissed, you know, and, and you see a lot of things around that off season, you know, now, like I agree with you, like now when you sign him to a four year, $200 million, I mean, unless he gets hurt, Jordan Love will not see the field. Like, It it is – it just looks really bad now. And that is a – what? He was driving the 10th. I mean, that is a 10th big that could have been used on literally anybody else. And now when you look at his situation, you know, I I feel like he's going to get traded. You know, I I feel like for sure he's going to get traded or or be put in some kind of deal package. But Mm -hmm. it's just not a great look, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, granted, we've seen a lot of other teams with – draft struggles and whatnot, and uh, it is fair to say to Green Bay that A.J. Dillon, though, was another questionable pick at the time, has kind of worked out. Uh, I I do like the talent that he brings to the team, but it's just a waste of a first-round pick that ultimately you could have easily used on a receiver there. I mean, what, you know, you could have used it on, was that, uh, I'm forgetting which receiver it was. It's one of the Fran receivers. Shoot, I'm forgetting it. CD uh, Lamb, Jerry Judy. Judy's not uh the 49ers receiver. Oh no, Debo Samuel. <laughs> no, it's it's not Debo. Uh this is uh shoot. I'm gonna pull it up here because I, I know yeah. it's actually IUK. It. Yeah, there you go. As, okay. as I was gonna pull it up as IUK It's IUK. Because Ayuk was the guy that drafted that year. Ayuk would have been, you know, such an incredible receiver for Green Bay to have. But yeah, that was also the draft where you know Judy was uh Judy was there, I believe. And um I thought you were just saying like wide
1: receivers. I started listing them off. I was like, okay, nah, 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 nah. It, it,
0: no, 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 receivers. Yeah, because that's that it was that specific trade that got Ayuk. But I mean, I I, I digress. It's just this is something where they could have used that first round pick so much better and they didn't. And it's very, very bad. It's a whole, just an even worse look. It's something that we've talked about over the past two years, but I mean, it's probably going to end, but ultimately here. Uh, before we close out on green Bay in this deal, cause there's not a crazy amount to say. Uh, I mean, you guys did franchise tag Devonte Adams as well, but that's not a surprise because uh, Roger said he was going to play where Devonte was and, uh, you know, with that, the Green Bay had to guarantee that they're gonna franchise Devontae for him. Uh so with that in mind, I guess the question is, is are Green Bay the favorites to win the NFC now? You
1: know, uh might be a little biased here as a Green Bay Packers fan, but as a relatively weak division, I say we do. I mean, just looking at last year's standings, I mean, like Bears and Lions, you know, Bears six and eleven, lions. Three and thirteen Vikings eight and eight and nine. I mean, that's just not great looks. I mean, if any of them make some huge improvements, and I don't really see it. And something that we'll, def- we'll definitely talk about here in like what 30-40 minutes. So the the Bears certainly lost their trade. So I feel like we win the NFC North. Uh
0: certainly favorite for your divisions. I think that is without a question is Minnesota's in rebuild mode. Chicago can't really tell. And Detroit is uh, still one of the worst teams in the FL currently. Um, but it's certainly going to be made easier with the quarterback competition in the NFC still not being competitive and even getting worse as Russell Wilson was dealt to the Denver Broncos in what is most certainly the biggest trade of this week. Uh, and here is the package for that. The Seattle Seahawks received two first round picks, Denver's picks this year and next year, the Denver's second this year and next year a fifth-round pick from Denver, and then they also received Drew Locke, um, Shelby Harris, and Noah Font, whereas the Broncos received Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick. So, with that in mind and details established, what exactly are we feeling here for both sides? So,
1: I, know, I don't really know if this, you know, can help, but it, I'm going to put it in terms of grades. Um, mm-hmm. For my – I'm going to give the Seahawks a C – and the Broncos, an a, and, you know, for, for, for the Seahawks, you know, dealing away, I undoubtedly, in my opinion, a hall of fame quarterback, very, very, very good. Russell Wilson is awesome. But, you know, you know, they, they released Bobby Wagner. I feel like they kind of did him dirty on that one. And now, you know, how we talked about last week ago, oh, like, you know, what do you think happens with Russell Wilson? And I will admit, I was dead wrong. I thought he would stay, but you know, That's business. And, um, they've lost now a lot of important pieces. I feel like they've given up more than they have received. And, you know, as for the Broncos, now they get Russell Wilson and I feel like now it, it kind of moves their team in a better direction because I feel like the Broncos by no means are a terrible team. They're not an awesome team. Um, but I feel like having Russell Wilson and that kind of player with his leadership, I, I I feel like that can really kind of push the Broncos. I feel like that's one of their missing pieces with with they, is that what they needed? Cause you know, ever since the, uh, ever since Peyton Manning left, they had just had streams of just terrible quarterbacks, you know, like mm-hmm. I Teddy Bridgewater obviously did not work out, you know, Drew Locke, Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler. I mean, they just haven't had a, a good piece since Peyton, and I feel like—I mean, their Russell best piece. I
0: mean, not not to interrupt you too too long. I like your thought process here, but no, I mean, no, no, the no, best no. The, the 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 best piece like that they've had is like what Trevor Simeon or Case Keenum.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so like it's just like a lot of hit and misses, and I feel like Russell Wilson can just add a lot of leadership and I feel like a lot of good things to come for that Denver Broncos team so that's my that's my take on it
0: yeah I think there's a little bit more to say I it's hard to say on both sides because I think you you can tell obviously what you know this deal is going to be doing for both sides here's my point of view for the Seattle Seahawks I rate this it's hard I'm probably going to say I think I'm going to say a D. Plus. And for the Broncos, I'm probably going to give it like, I think an A is reasonable. And I'll break down why. For Seattle, it's not a great package. It's not horrible, but you got to consider what it is. You guys, obviously, this isn't a part of this trade, but you guys traded for Jamal Adams just a couple of years ago. And now when you guys would have had pick 10, you're only one pick higher uh, with this trade with Denver. So I don't like that personally. On top of that, I think um, when you're getting offers from a side like Washington, who's giving you three first round picks, granted, they are still in the NFC, but I think if it was three first round picks plus, kind of like what this Denver deal is then I think that you're missing out as Russell Wilson is certainly someone that's worth three first round picks but then on top of that I don't know exactly what you solve with really the players that you get I think Shelby Harris is a good player that you can plug into your d-line I'm a fan of Noah Font uh you know this it's not like these are all horrible players um I think Noah Font's good there's I think a little bit of health concerns but I mean, to be able to get Font over Okwa Ibanom, uh, though I also think Okwa Ibenom's talented, I think that is a uh, relatively good land. And then Drew Locke, I mean, we saw a little bit of something in this first year. Not that it was anything special, but, I mean, maybe you get something out of him. I just, I, I, I think where my issues lie in this trade is the fact I feel like you could have got more. I feel like you could have possibly got something in there, like maybe you would have had to have removed Locke and Harris or Locke in a second round pick or something, and you could have probably got like Sertan. Or you could have got like, you know, you, you, you could have made some sort of deal for one of their corners or something. You could have possibly went and maybe got a Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy in this. Uh, to where then it would open up a trade possibility for you guys to get rid of like Tyler Lockett, because I don't think Tyler Lockett's gonna wanna stay around. That's something we'll continue to talk about though. Um, this is obviously your team's going into rebuild mode here, and we do know that you can quickly rebuild in the NFL, but I'm concerned with the value that you gave up for this if you're gonna be able to rebuild quickly. And then particularly for this side, they have been so underwhelming in the, in the first round. And that's putting it lightly over the past, like, you know, close to a decade. Not exactly a decade, but like certainly since like that 2014, like 2015, when they were winning the Super Bowl, they have not been landing on their first round picks. They have been bad. So I don't know. I'm so I, I'm just not happy if I were a Seattle fan on this trade value. I think this is just so mid at best for someone who is most certainly still a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Whereas mm. for the Broncos, I mean, you do give up two first round picks, but you're giving up two first round picks for someone in Russell Wilson, who I do want to check his age real quick, but you're probably, you're, you're probably going to get him a minimum five years. Yeah. 33. You're probably going to get minimum five years and a five-year time frame here to with Ruth Wilson does scream super bowl possibility uh not that it's a guarantee but it's certainly a possibility with wilson so i really like this for denver because he is one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the nfl you're able to get him for just a couple first round picks i think that's solid um and i i think that this is certainly a value here with denver that you are willing to give up comparatively to like uh let's, let's say like with detroit and los angeles i think Detroit and Los Angeles, uh, that value is pretty fair either way. Whereas for Denver, it's like you're willing to test Oakley Ibenom as your number one. He's a pretty talented tight end. He's someone that was able to do stuff for you guys when Noa Font got injured. Shelby Harris, I think, was close to being a free agent. I could be wrong on that. I thought he didn't have much longer left on his contract. So you're able to free up a little bit of cap space on that, Um, at least, or at least you're taking a smaller hit with bring in Russ. And then Drew Locke, I mean, it didn't feel like he had a future in Denver. Uh, You guys went and signed Teddy Bridgewater rather than trying to run it back with him. And I believe he's, what, in his third year already, maybe fourth. So there wasn't much left for him. So I think that for Denver, this works. My only concern is this, with uh, maybe your cap space is opening up a little bit, but you guys need to um, desperately hit on free agents now because you don't have much draft capital to utilize to make this team stronger you have some solid positions like uh, your secondary is relatively strong but you probably need another perimeter quarter and I think that there's some strong pieces on your offense but you're probably gonna need to strengthen the o-line a little bit uh I you you, you might want to go and get another receiver um to be your new number one um, nothing against Sutton and Judy, uh, but I just don't know if they're gonna be number truly number ones in the NFL. I guess we'll see this year. Maybe they'll give them give them both one more year with Wilson. And you need to upgrade your defensive uh, line, your, your front seven. That is the biggest thing that you need to upgrade. It has just been deteriorating since your Super Bowl win. So that's the biggest thing for Denver is I think Wilson here is great. But I don't know, in all honesty, how far the needle moves here for Denver.
1: Yeah, you know, and I feel like it adds, like I mentioned earlier, a, a pretty good piece that they've been missing. I totally agree with you. Certainly. On Drew Locke. You know, I feel like he never – he had, you know, he showed some flashes and he just sat on the sideline for a year. And I feel like Russell Wilson adds a good piece but I feel like you still got a long way to go until you're at a level to contend. I mean, like you said, there's definitely a lot of room for improvement on their team. But in, like I said, by no means are they a bad team, but there's lots of room for improvement and they're going to need to hit on their draft and free agency to look to improve some of those areas. And like I mean, overall, it's a good addition, but you're going to have to do
0: more. Particularly in what I would think, uh, what I would argue as is the hardest division in the AFC. I mean, here's my concern and you can, uh, uh, I'll see if you agree or disagree with this. This, the needle here for Denver certainly moves up to at least third in the AFC West but I don't know if it moves up to second right now, and that's in the AFC West. I do think that the, basically the needle at this point, if you're looking at the AFC West, I think that they've taken third place from Las Vegas. I think Las Vegas is the worst team in the AFC West now. However, playoffs, I do think that they, that they make that with Wilson. I do think that at the very least with Wilson and what they currently have um, and with the cap space that they can utilize, I think that saying that this is a playoff-bound team um, is not that big of a take. Um, what my concern is is will they be able to jump Chargers? Would they possibly be able to jump the Chiefs? I don't know if Wilson quite gets you that. That's kind of why I was pointing out that they really do need a hit in free agency.
1: Yeah. And the AFC West, you know, when you have Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and you know, Derek Carr, you know, there's a lot of really, really good teams. There's, there's a really good division in the West. The AFC is a good division, but there's just, I feel like they, yeah. I mean, like max, they get third, you know, I, I don't see them really overcoming the chargers with some of the additions that we'll talk about in a bit. The Raiders, I don't feel like they, uh, I don't feel like they, they, they do better. You know, they had their, Carlos Santos saved their saved their season in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I, I feel like they they still have a couple more years until they're contending with the Chiefs or other really good teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think by any means is this gonna be a standout season next season, but I feel like, yeah, you know, I feel like they'll probably be third overall in their division.
0: Yeah, and I, I think here I will say this before we get on the last point with Seattle. Um I think in the AFC West, I think it'd be fair to say that they now have the second best quarterback in the division. I think it's probably Mahomes, Wilson, Herbert, Carr. And that's nothing against Carr. I think Carr's probably just outside a top 10 quarterback if I was to actually rank him.
1: Yeah. And yeah, there's just not much there's not much like you can we can really do. You're, or there's just not much for the the Denver Broncos to do. You know, mm-hmm. I feel I like I you know I, I really do like Derek Carr. I feel like he's not a bad quarterback. Uh, his team, however, you know, a lot of close games. Um, you know, in that the what was it the wild card? I don't know if it was a wild card where they they were a first round exit or something. But they they're, were, they're not a bad team. They were the but,
0: five seed and they lost to Cincinnati.
1: Yeah. They're they're not a bad team, but I don't think that they're going to do what they did this team and have a 10 and seven run. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, you know, moving on, I I feel like they're, they're now probably at the bottom and it sucks, but
0: there's not much we can really do about that. Particularly for Josh McDaniels probably coming in there, expecting to compete is going to be hard. Um, the last point I want to make on Seattle before we move on to the uh, second trade of this past week is we had to trade every single day. Um, so Seattle of course cut Bobby Wagner and uh, you can say what you want about it. But I think that in this case, it's, it's a lot of money for them. And in all honesty, it's probably the kindest thing that Seattle could have done. And the reason I say that is because now he's going to be heading into free agency, uh, you know, like like about a week in advance of it so now teams are going to be prepared to try to set aside some of their cap space for bobby wagner um and rather than forcing to trade him and getting what they can they're going to let bobby wagner decide his own future and where he wants to go so i think that is kind of the most respectful thing seattle could have done but with this in mind seattle have now got rid of their two best players bobby wagner and russell wilson and basically the entirety of that Super Bowl era with Pete Carroll is over. So with that in mind, I believe maybe there's another person, but I believe Carroll's really the, the the last person of that era left. Does Pete yeah. Carroll really stay around with this, or does he possibly walk as well? You know when we talked
1: about it last week, you know, and I admitted that I was wrong about, you know, Russell Wilson staying. And, you know, we talked about before, there's, there's really not been much on Pete Carroll. You can't really find much about it, but in all of what just happened, I say he leaves, you know, there's, there's not much for him now going and probably a complete, a pretty big rebuild. Now they're, they got sent back to the dark ages. Because there's no one left from the Legion of Boom. Russell Wilson gone. Bobby Wagner cut. So, what do you do? You know, what's your what's your take on it?
0: My take on it is this: because we 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 have talked about this, and I didn't say what I had said. Um, but what I had said prior when we talked about the situation was I believed that Russell Wilson was going to be traded. I I know I said WFT at the time. And Washington was involved. We talked about it, um, and we'll talk about Washington shortly. Um, You know, unfortunately, not able to get Wilson, but do land another quarterback. Um, So I, you know, I was was half right. He was traded, but um, on Pete Carroll's end, I know I said that they were going to fire him, just because I think that they knew with going in rebuild mode, it was going to be something that they would assume Pete Carroll wouldn't want to be involved in, and they're going to get rid of him now. So my take really doesn't change, but it's now going to be slightly altered, maybe. Whereas I either think Pete Carroll's going to want to step down from the position and he's going to make it happen because I don't think he's going to want to stay with a team that is going to be uh, in a horrible position, uh, a la Sean Payton. Or at this rate, if Carroll would stay, then he's only staying for the bag and he's going to get whatever money he can still kind of milk out of Seattle this year, and then they'll probably get rid of him. But I don't think that that option is as likely. Uh, Carroll's competitor. Uh, Carroll's been a very solid coach, uh, one of the rare few of recent years to transition from college to pro and actually work. Um, I believe it was college to pro from, from USC. those USC days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, with that in mind, I, I just don't think that Carol's gonna want to stay around and deal with it, and he really shouldn't. So, I think Carol's, you know, I, I think Carol will step down or get or like just come to some sort of agree, agreement with Seattle, leave, and take time to see whether uh, he'll be a part of the next NFL head coaching cycle, a part of the next uh, college head coaching cycle. You know, because he's got options. He's been successful at either side.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I feel like no matter w- – whatever they do with Pete Carroll, I feel like there's it's going to be very respectful, mm-hmm. I feel. You know, he, he's been a very good coach. He's given a lot to them and done a lot for them. And I feel like, yeah, you know, they probably just come to some sort of agreement where he either – yeah, you know, he either, you know, steps down or continues coaching or, you know, like we talked about last uh, week with Aaron Rodgers, you know, he 100% has options, you know, he's not going to leave or if, if he does leave, he's not going to have like no job, you know, he's going to have stuff to do, but, you know, and time will tell and I guess we will just have to see the deal with Pete Carroll.
0: Yeah, Um and with that, um, there's a little bit of a transition here. We did already, or at least I already mentioned it. Uh, one of the teams that I had at least considered to move um, to, uh, for Wilson to move to, that being uh, WFT, uh, or it's not a football team anymore, it's the Commanders. Um, that did not happen, but instead the Commanders do get their new Commander. And that is going to be Carson Wentz, someone that I did not expect to be dealt. Uh, I will have definitely a bit to say on this, uh, obviously being the Colts man of the podcast. Uh, but with that in mind, I do want to pull up the details of this deal. We'll start off with grades, of course. Um, but the Colts in this deal swap 2022 second round picks with the Washington football team, which as I'm going to go ahead here and check. Uh, That's going to move them up by five spots from 47 to 42. Um, But then on top of that as well, the Colts uh, don't have to pay any of what they were originally paying uh, Carson Wentz. I think it was like a 28 million cap hit. That is now all going on to the Washington commanders. Uh, But then on top of that, they also get a third round pick next year that could possibly become a second. If Carson Wentz plays 70% of snaps. And they also get a uh, 2022 third round pick. Whereas the commanders get wins and they flip the second round picks with the Colts this year.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know how to feel, you know, you probably know a lot about more about these teams than I do, but, um, I, it doesn't, in my opinion, it, it doesn't, Look great for the commanders. If I was to give them a grade, it would probably be a D. They have they're getting a pretty massive cap hit. You said 28 million, yeah, that's a pretty big hit. And uh, you know, yes, they do need a quarterback. And I feel like the team fully believes that they'll probably play better at the position if it'll be a playoff contender. And you know, Ram Rivera probably hasn't he hasn't been shy at all about his desire to add another QB, you know, experience one at least. And Carson Wentz, you know, we haven't, I remember he was, you know, this dude was in like MVP discussions in what, like 2016, 17. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I feel like it's it I'm giving them a D on the sole fact that you don't really know how he's going to perform. And I will say he didn't do bad uh, in Indianapolis, but you know, there's, there's been some things about the Colts being done with Carson Wentz before the trade. And, you know, what are your thoughts about that?
0: Um, I mean, with Carson, uh, with Colts being done with Carson, I am not surprised, um, just with kind of how the season ended. And I think with some of the games where we struggled, where he struggled, um, I, I guess I view it like this. I think for both sides, and maybe people will say that this is biased for the Colts because of, or maybe it's just because of the prior drafts, because I'll say my grades here. To me, this is a D for both sides. Now, for the Colts, I'm taking this as a D partly in lieu of what happened just last year. And people are like, "Oh, you can't have the trades hand in hand." These trades happened a year apart. This player hasn't drastically changed in a year. This isn't like the player that we're going to talk about after this, Khalil Mack, who was traded like four years ago or so, from lot of uh, from what was at the time Oakland to Chicago. Like the Raiders have moved their city within the time that Khalil Mack was traded. This deal. Just happened a year ago, so I think it is fair game to look at the deal that ju- the Colts did last season to get Carson Wentz. And I remember when I talked about this at the time with Dan Steinbach, my take on this was was I think that Carson Wentz reuniting with Frank Reich was a good idea, and that if anyone was to get uh, Carson Wentz back to the form that he was, or at least something close to resembling that, it was Frank Reich and that I didn't think a first-round pick should have been involved, which is why my trade grade was lower. But ultimately, if it works, it works. Now it just looks bad because now we don't have a first-round pick this year because we decided that for some odd reason, Wentz was that value. Um, maybe it was affected because of uh, the Matthew Safford deal, Maybe it was effective because we were actually trying to trade for Matthew Stafford. So we were already willing to throw our first round pick away. So we just kind of figured that, you know, maybe it was like, Oh, well, we can still throw our first round pick for once. Right. It it just looks so much worse because we ultimately could have a first round pick this year. We, We could have, what is it? Pick 19. Rather than in the mock draft that we'll be talking about, Rather than the Eagles here having pick 19 and being able to take the player that I have there, Indianapolis could be there right now and could be taking a quarterback. They could take Matt Coral. They could take Malik Willis. They could take Sam Howell. Kenny Pickett. Whoever they want, they could be taking a quarterback there right now if they just decided to not include a possibility of getting the first-round pick and it was just a second. And if that was the case, this trade grade would be a lot higher for Indianapolis. But with that in mind, and with my next point in mind is why is this D? The second point being, what are we going to get that's better? Now, there have been two points on this that I really like by uh, uh, analysts. One of them being Pat McAfee, the other being Colin Cowherd. Now, Pat McAfee's point on this was simple, and I like it. It's the fact that Carson Wentz just tried to do too much and all the Colts really need is a game manager. I agree with them. Jonathan Taylor is explosive. He is a top three running back in the NFL, probably possibly the best in the NFL, but we'll see with how Derrick Henry plays next year. We have a very solid and capable line. And now that Eric Fisher is gone, we can actually have a left tackle. Hopefully and we have a very strong defense and a defense that though we do need a little bit of help at corner and possibly a little bit of safety depth, just in case Blackman goes down injured again, beyond that, we have a top 10, top five defense. I mean, we've seen it for the past two, three years. So ultimately being able to clear up that cap space that, you know, when was filling can kind of help, but I mean, you know, with with that in mind, McAfee is on the right idea that all we really need is a game manager. If we can just continue to push that ball down the field, not have some of these forced turnovers or possible forced turnovers where McAfee had four interception-worthy passes against San Fran, and that was just one game, that was specifically what McAfee mentioned, yeah, I think that can help. However, to specifically quote Colin Cowherd here on his tweet, Colts don't have a first-round pick this morning or a franchise quarterback on the roster. It's a poor quarterback draft, and the quarterback market is thinning out fast. In the league becoming more dependent on quarterback, they traded a guy with four to, to, a 4-1 to touchdown-to-interception ratio. But yeah, in a much better place. And that's ultimately also where I agree. It's the fact that Carson Wentz, though granted, has his struggles, and granted, did kind of cost us the playoffs a little bit this is a quarterback that we are, we're we're now going to go into our sixth straight season with a new quarterback day one um and i don't i I'm pretty sure not even the browns can say that they've done that no granted they've had baker for the past few years and that's nothing again negative against baker the concern now for indianapolis is that what's going to be your solution because the free agency is blah and there's not many trade candidates that I think are appealing and really the guy that we know is a guaranteed candidate is one that I do not want touching, you know, even just the field of Lucas oil stadium. And that's Jimmy Garoppolo. So I'm concerned that this team does not have a plan for what they want to do with the quarterback position. And this has been a long rant on this and we are going to have more points to talk about. So I'm going to get off the Indianapolis side and I'm going to quickly mention for the Washington side is Carson Wentz that much of an upgrade over Taylor Heineken. He, I don't think he really is. He's not a superstar quarterback right now. So if he's not, then I don't know why. You're giving away multiple picks, including a possible second, if he is able to play, just like he did. Just like what happened with Indy, Um, when you could just go and either possibly trade for someone else, uh, whether that be Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, um, or you could have just went and used the number nine, uh, or not number nine, number eleven pick. To possibly use the picks that you already have to either stay ahead of Seattle and get Malik Willis, or you know Mac Corl or whatever happens, or obviously you could have also just stayed and taken Malik Willis, and then those picks that you just traded could have been used on other positions for your team. And on top of that, for a team that was looking like a pretty, uh, you know, like like a decent team to possibly go to in free agency. A lot of cap space that you guys had that was freed up is now locked down because of Carson Wentz because you guys decided to to take the full cap hit. Thank you very much. Um, I think that this is just horrible uh, for both sides. One a little bit more in hindsight, one more currently. I've talked a lot about the trade grades as a whole. So how about we actually move this forward a little bit and we're going to look a little bit more on the Washington side here first. Um, does this move the needle for this Washington football team at all? You
1: know, I feel like not really, you know. Um, and I know we're talking about Washington, but um, just going back to just kind of look at Carson once a little bit, it just didn't look like, you know, Frank Wright and the Colts trusted him, you know, the – They averaged, you know, 30 passing attempts per game. You know, that's the fifth fewest in the league. And then it dropped to 23 attempts per game in the Colts' final five games. And, you know, I feel like that says a a little bit about Carson Wentz. I I feel like there's not really a lot of trust in him anymore. I feel like he's far from the MVP caliber player we saw him once be. But I feel like for a team that we talked about a a couple weeks ago about needing to find that quarterback, I feel like this just isn't the answer. I feel like Carson Wentz doesn't really solve their problems. Maybe draft somebody to back him up, you know, like a Malik Willis, see how he does, and then if not, put put the young rook in and see what happens there. But I just don't feel like this is a huge upgrade.
0: My thought process for Washington is, is if you're able to build around him and utilize your cap space and draft properly – this may move the needle at the very least washington was uh well eh, they're still the second uh, or not that they weren't the second they're the third best team in the nfcs i think that they could possibly move the needle to the second best team over philadelphia possibly but they have to play their cards right because on a team that though other than really the left tackle position eh, i mean we didn't even have really great receivers either i mean wentz still struggled uh, from time to time and I think that with this team you guys certainly have a better number one Terry McLaurin though Michael Pittman is getting better and better um, but I think you guys have just about the same offensive line I think you're receiving is a little bit better but not drastically um, your running back is certainly not better so you're going to be I mean I, I like Gibson but he's not better than Taylor no no shot <laughs> so, ultimately, you guys are going to be relying on Carson Wentz a lot more than Indianapolis had to rely on Carson Wentz. And I think that's a little bit of a concern because sometimes he can he can do too much and force the ball into a bad passing situation when he doesn't have to. Yeah,
1: and I feel like, you know, the one thing that stands out to me, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's just the pure cap hit that they're yeah. getting. I feel like that's a pretty big smack in the face, you know, uh, the, I feel like it's a good move by the Colts to shift that away. And, you know, you pretty much, (laughs) you slammed the Colts there, but, um, uh, um, you know, we'll just have to see how it goes. I feel like it's not terrible, but it's also not great. You, you know, I remember the defense was, you know, they were, you know, they were talented as, you know, one of the best. And they, they were like eh, this season, but there's certainly with every NFL team, there's room for improvement Um, for, but for the commander, certainly quarterback in other positions, but I, I feel like it may move it may move the needle a little bit but whatever it is it's not going to be drastic
0: yeah and i think um particularly with the cap space i think the biggest point on that for washington is the fact of you guys have i believe two big free agents this offseason logan thomas and brandon sheriff if i do have that right mm-hmm. um, logan thomas former Hokie, yeah former Hokie, um and one of the better tight ends in the nfl i mean probably just around top 10 um And that's, I think, another concern now for Washington is with all this cap space taken up now, you don't really have the room to just say, oh, yeah, we can pay you Brandon Sheriff, because if you pay Brandon Sheriff, you're going to be left with like pennies, I'm pretty sure. And with Logan Thomas, so he's going to cost less than Sheriff, then you're not going to get Sheriff and you're still really not going to be able to get any splashy free agent, though. Uh, I don't know if they're really going to get a splashy free agent if they resign their guys anyways. So I think that now, you know, basically this draft now also has to be solid for Washington Um, on top of trying to, you know, get a few free agents though. I think you're really going to be mostly aiming towards Logan Thomas. I think Brandon Sheriff is now just highly unlikely to return just because he's going to cost so much. Um. And if you wouldn't have taken the full cap it, then I think this would be a much better grade for you. But still, like Wentz is again a little uh, certainly better than Heineke, but it's just more of a high risk high reward rather than you know really drastically moving the needle as we've been saying. Um, with that in mind, I do want to talk about this. I, I did cover it a little bit when we talked about Indy. Um, is what, what's your opinion on where Indianapolis is going to turn for quarterback after this deal? And on top of that, is Ballard finally going to utilize cap space for free agency? Um, I don't know because
1: it's, it's certainly good for them to move Carson Wentz, but there's really – I feel like it's now time for them to make a move. Like you said – their defense is still very, very good. They have a lot of really solid areas, but I feel like where they turn for quarterbacks, you know, I'm I'm just not sure. I'm not sure of any big Q like free agent quarterbacks, but I don't know. What I, I want to see your take on their, your, your take for their QB looks.
0: Well, Here's what it is. I'm I have a little bit of CBS up here. I have a couple websites here specifically um, to be able to talk about this. CBS has listed four quarterbacks that Indianapolis could look towards. Um, and I'll give yes or no's. And ultimately, I have someone different in mind than that they listed. First of all, uh Derek Carr. We talked about it, and I think this is a fair player to even put up here it's the fact that you know Derek Carr is probably the fourth best quarterback on the fourth best team in the AFC West and since it's going to be hard for Vegas to really get a lot of wins out of the AFC West they're going to be hard pressed to repeat their success in the playoffs with McDaniels particularly on a team that may struggle to find free agents on a side that ultimately is in a, you know, a hard position again to get back to the playoffs. So with that in mind, I, I can understand putting up Carr here as a possible trade candidate. I think his being a trade candidate is relatively realistic. Um, but I still think Derek Carr is probably worth the first round pick. Probably worth the first round pick in a little bit like, like a, in a few others. And if I'm Chris Ballard and if I'm a Colts and as a Colts fan as well, I don't want to risk another first round pick on a potential bust for a quarterback. And that's not that car's bad. I think car is good, but we would be going back to back years without first round picks. And for me, that just doesn't sit right. So I would rather wait for car to possibly become a free agent in the next couple of years, than go after him now and trade for him. So ultimately that one's a no. Kirk Cousins, um I don't think that they're going to trade Kirk Cousins. I think that they're going to give him at least one more year and on top of that Kirk Cousins is probably going to be looking for more money as a quarterback and I don't know if Kirk Cousins really moves the needle uh enough for Indianapolis to really be able to pay him closer to a top 10 quarterback. So I think Kirk Cousins is also a no. Jimmy Garoppolo, a huge no for me, and I'm very concerned that Indianapolis is linked with him so much because he's so mediocre. Um, I mean, we saw it in the playoffs. He wasn't able to put up the touchdown for his team for multiple games, and they have a way better receiving core than Indianapolis does, at the very least because they have Debo Samuel and Brandon Naiove. So if you have – Tivo Samuel, who was up there as a uh, offensive player of the year candidate, and you're barely able to do anything as a quarterback, something is wrong. And then the other quarterbacks here that they have brought up is Nick Foles, no, as a free agent, Jameis Winston, no, you. Um, actually, it's really more no, you for Foles. If 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 any free agent, I'd probably want Winston, and Bridgewater. No. People no. say
1: Mitchell Trubisky and
0: uh, Andy Dalton too. I I like Trubisky, but I think Trubisky's going to the Giants. I think that's basically going to be a done deal. I think he's going to go back with uh with a former offensive coordinator and now head coach for New York Giants, Brian dabble. and he's probably going to take over there and replace Daniel Jones. That's my opinion. Um, and that's something that we'll, we'll see come free agency, but. The last guy that they have left here that is a trade candidate is Jordan Love, and of the ones that they listed, I do think Love, was kind of sad to say, is the most realistic option. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because Jordan Love is not worth a first; he's probably worth a, a late day two, early day three pick at best, and he's still young. And on top of all of that, it was the guy that we were rumored to get back in 2020 when um, when we signed down Phillip Rivers. Because we were going to – the rumor was at the time was that we were going to have Phillip Rivers for one year, and then Jordan Love was going to be his heir apparent. But then you guys went up and drafted him, and then – I don't even remember what we did with our first-round pick then. That was so long ago. Gosh. Um, I think we traded down. We traded down with Washington. That's what we did. And then we got Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor. That was that draft. class. okay. Oh yeah. So with that in mind, it's just, I, I could see it, but that's still not my favorite just because if he's to start next year, we, we saw him play against a um, poor Bad Kansas, Kansas City, City team at the time. And he was not able to really do anything. So with a team with, Uh, you know, though surprising to say, I would say a worse receiving core currently. Um, And then probably about the same on the offensive line. And then, though I think Taylor is certainly better. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it'd be a notable upgrade comparatively to Jones and Dylan, because I think they're both still talented. Um, I don't know what Jordan Love really brings as a starter. And this is a team that needs to be a win now mode. So ultimately the guy that I have here, Though he really hasn't played as a starter for the past two seasons, is Marcus Mariota? (laughs) You're laughing, but here's no. But that's
1: the thing. I when I'm looking at this site and I totally wrote him off because ever since he wrote the through that pass to himself, I thought he was irrelevant. And I was that back in Tennessee, though. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I just didn't expect you to say him, but you know, I'm, I'll, I'll, def- okay, that's just, that's interesting. Go on.
0: Here, here's my thing. He's got division familiarity, obviously being with the Titans just a couple years ago, but specifically we saw him in Las Vegas actually perform well when Derek Carr was out. And to me, Marcus Mariota, Last year, we were talking about Marcus Mariota having early day three pick trade value, like a fourth or a fifth. Now he's probably even lower. So honestly, I will say this. I would not be surprised if we did a trade for Mariota and Jordan Love and had both of them and had Jordan Love possibly replace Mariota midseason, depending on how Mariota played. But Mariota is someone who's been a starting quarterback in the NFL and not a bad one in all honesty, he he really wasn't. Uh, And he's someone that likes to spread the ball and he's not going to be that big of a cap hit and he wouldn't be a big trade hit. So ultimately he's a starting quarterback who has uh, shown again with Las Vegas that he can start. I think it's a good fit. I genuinely think that we could get Marcus Mariota for like a sixth round pick. And then you could go and get yourselves another receiver and you can really invest your money across everywhere else and see what Marcus Mariota can do, maybe even investing a second-round pick in a quarterback this year, depending on who falls in the second round. That's why I think that ultimately, Mariota makes the most sense.
1: You know, I'm a little confused there at the start when you asked me this question. I got the hold of it now, and looking at the list, I got to say I do agree with you because – Mitchell Trubisky, eh, I mean, if I'll take you on it, if I, I will yeah, say if I you're, do if like sure him. he's going to New York, then yes. Andy Dalton's almost 35. Teddy Bridgewater, probably it's one of the weakest arms I've seen. And Jameis Winston, the 30 for 30 god, um, I don't know about him, but you know, looking on it, I totally looked past Marcus Mariota just because I found him irrelevant. But when you bring up the points, you do. You know, it's not a bad look. Yeah, I mean, yes, he lost the starting gig, but he has started. He's a, he was a starting level quarterback, but you know, he this is the same man as a rookie who ran like what, like a ninety three yard touchdown. He brings ability to run. He he knows an RPO offense. You can't waste Jonathan Taylor's best years. So him emerging as the league's best running back, this will be able to, the Colts to continue to use the RPO. And although, you know, Mariota hasn't shown much since losing his starting job, it's really not a bad, just really cheap one-year deal to see what happens. You know, I feel like it's a really good idea.
0: Yeah, and I mean, honestly, something I actually didn't even realize here, I was partly wrong in my statement with Mariota. They wouldn't have to trade anything. Mariota is a free agent. And he would come in and he wouldn't have to get paid that much. Um, granted, as, as I said, I would, not be, uh, I would not be opposed to Mr. Biscay either. I think Mr. Bisky also looks good in Buffalo when he was able to play, though granted that was the preseason. And I think that you could possibly get something out of him um, on this team. But ultimately, it's, it's going to be something a lot lower than people expected. And it's going to be a low-risk, high-reward type of guy. That's what Marcus Mariota screams to me. Um, that's again, what Mr. Bisky was screaming to me. And then Jordan love is just a concern for me, which is why though of the four quarterbacks to trade for, he's my favorite. I'm still unsure of it. Um, or let's see here, scratch that it's not favorite. It is most likely because my favorite would obviously be Derek Carr. I would love Derek Carr to come to Indy at this point. He's, he's certainly proven that he could, you know, lead, lead his team, but, I don't think we have to trade value for that. And I'm not going to be paying Kirk cousins, another big old deal when cousins hasn't been able to do much playoff wise I, I don't know. It's, 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 it's weird. It's a really, really weird spot that Indy has found themselves in because they're a team that's in a win now mode that don't have a win now quarterback. Part of the reason why I really hated the Carson Wentz, you know, dealing Carson Wentz at this point, but if they think that they can find their guy in free agency, I'm, I'm for it. But with that in mind, uh, I will also note a little bit here of what, uh, fan sided lists as possible opportunities here for Indianapolis. Before we have one last point on this, before we move to what will be a shorter but you know also a strong topic with Cleo Mac. Uh one of the things that fan cited lists is that Colts get their hands on Allen Robinson. Um, I would be totally down for that. Uh, I'm really hoping that Ballard uses that money uh to get someone like that. JC Jackson is someone listed. Um, I would love to see that as well. Obviously, he hits free agency, he's been one of the better corners recently. Uh they've also cited Hassan Reddick and though I like that he doesn't really fit in our linebacking system, so he'd probably have to be a four-three edge for us. And Honestly, I wouldn't want to pay that much for an edge rusher right now. I would rather just uh, stick with Odi Ingbo and uh, Quidi Pay and see how those two develop. Like, I- I'd love to get a veteran edge in this team, kind of like uh, what Justin Houston was for a couple of years, but I don't want someone that we'd have to pay crazy, crazy money. Um, so ultimately, I will say I do think Ballard's going to actually do something because at this point we're kind of forced to Uh, because if not we're going to start losing some of our really good young talent and we have really good young talent um so i do expect some of that uh, cap space to be utilized um and you know what uh, probably for a receiver probably i mean definitely receiver and cornerback have to be our targets a left tackle has to be a target um but the last thing here before we move on is with this trade uh between washington and indianapolis that we started talking about like Twenty minutes ago now, probably even more. Because we've had so much to say. Uh, at least I know I've had a good bit to say on it. Um is this a deal that is going to be a maker or, or make or break for either coaching regime? Hmm. You know I guess if you're, I, I guess I if don't you're thinking know. yeah. Because I don't
1: think it's gonna be a huge make or break, because I feel like both coaches on each side have very respective resumes and I feel like these are two very good coaches and it's business these two guys were traded now they're on their teams and you know Washington I feel like it's it no you know Kirk Cousins has left and not really in his prime anymore but they've been dealing with meh quarterbacks. I mean, remember when they drafted Dwayne Haskins, I feel like Carson Wentz is kind of not a really big thing. I mean, it's not like you're, you know, shelling out a lot of money to all these dudes and, you know, you expect great things out of them. You know, I feel like they're not really expecting a lot out of these guys or out of this trade. So I feel like it's a no for if these guys are really, if these, if these coaches, you know, titles are in check
0: i'm gonna say here um i think for indianapolis i'm a little bit less sure uh because i would have felt that if we traded carson Wentz, that reich would have been fired um because i think that reich would have been the one pushing for this move of course uh but Reich's not fired and ultimately I don't think that we would be firing him now. I thought he would have been fired as of the you know the end of this Carson Wentz thing and now that he's been traded, I'm just unsure. Uh I would probably say no on his end at this current moment. Whereas for Ron Rivera, I ultimately do think that this is a make or break for his regime. And it's not because he's bad. I do really like Ron Rivera. Um, but ultimately I think it's because uh whatever Dan Snyder has in his head, the you know, nothing good, but it's probably going to be something considered along the lines of, you know, we got you your guy. And if you aren't able to bring us a better season with him after you were good in the first, why do we keep you on? Um, so I, I do think it's make or break for Rivera's end, because if the team continues to get worse or stays, not going to be a great look but for Indianapolis I'm unsure I'm currently at a no but because the situation has been so awkward quarterback wise in Indy but I don't know it's really weird to look at um following that uh Khalil Mack was the most recent trade it happened yesterday uh to the Chargers and it was for a second and I believe a future sixth um, and before I get into your grades, I think this is pretty immediate here for me. I'm going to say, you know, probably a C- minus for the Bears. It's probably higher than what you would expect, but he is getting a little bit older. He does have a bigger contract. Um, and I think that with the, those two factors in mind and a little bit of less productivity recently, getting what you got is eh, but ultimately you probably should have got a first-round pick for him. And for the Chargers, I think this is a, I think it's an A plus. I think if it fit, he fits perfectly in this daily system, I think Mac and Bosa could be very destructive, and I think that this is a just crazy deal to happen for them. Um, certainly better edge rusher than what they could have gotten free agency, and ultimately, you know, there's there's more that we'll answer on either side. But how about you? You know.
1: I I don't I don't disagree with your grade for the Bears. So you know, okay, let, let's look at. All right, so first things first. As a Bears fan, yes, sucks, but you know, Khalil Mack is without a doubt a, a guy that any defense was loved to have, and he does have that whopping contract. Yes, he is old. You hit on all the points, but you're not getting a bad return for him. You know, you still you you get those draft picks. It's not terrible it's not the best but it's what you got and you got to make use out of it and as for the chargers i give them you know you gave him an a plus i get the same area i'm gonna give him an a um and i it's a little bit of a price you know like you said you know the 84 million he's a little bit older now but if he returns back to his health full health That dude is scary. And if you line him up with Joey Bosa, that is double scary. So in the Chargers, trying to build a little bit of a contender now with, you know, Justin Herbert and their rising rising team, I feel like this is a pretty good acquisition for them. Not, you know, yes, he's an older piece, but he's still a force no matter what.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I'm definitely in agreement with you on on uh, in there, and I was kind of considering an A rather than an A plus, but yeah, I mean, we're we're both basically in the same territory for that. Um, I mean, I I guess really the question here to start off with Chicago is is this really the right time to be doing this deal? And I don't know. You know,
1: for for someone, you know, when they drafted Justin Fields it was such a big deal. And when he turned out to be very underwhelming and their team is, it's always, it's just hit or miss on so many positions for them. And I, I just, you know, I I don't know, you know, I'm with you on, I, I feel like if you're trying to like waste Justin field years, and I know he's Khalil Mack is defense, but, No matter what side of the ball you're on, you're going to want good players. And I feel like this is just not a great time to do this. But, you know, I'm not a GM of the Bears or Chargers, so I don't know what's best. But I want to say no, it's not the best time. But, you know, it, it could pan out for both sides. I don't know. What are you thinking?
0: My thought process is this. If you have already identified a replacement for Khalil Mack that is way more cost efficient and you're going to be investing in this free agency, then it may be actually the right time to do this. Because otherwise, and this is why I'm going to list say it like this, it is not the right time because um, you have the Vikings who are getting into rebuild mode right now. They're already talking about all these veterans that they're willing to trade. And on top of that, the Detroit Lions, again, they're not that great of a team. Um, I I do think that they're going to be getting better. I do like their current regime and what they're going with. But Detroit Lions aren't going to make that jump from being the second overall pick to being, you know, like a potential playoff team. I don't think that that's happening. Uh, Maybe they'll get themselves like to just outside or, like you know, like maybe on their way to just outside the top 10. I could see that happening next year um but they certainly aren't going to make the jump to you know like oh they're going to be a wild card team now i don't think that that's happening so with that in mind chicago are at a point where okay you've done this deal to get mac out now reinvest and go hard in your team go after jc jackson go after cuz if you're you're going to lose allen robinson Go after, you know, like a a decent receiver to pair with Darnell Mooney, Uh, whether that's Juju Smith. I don't remember what's happening with him or just someone, honestly, like, you know, as long as you can get another receiver for fields, that works. Go and invest in your O-line. Go and invest in the rest of your defense, particularly your secondary. If you're able to reinvest the money that's going to be now cleared up with uh, Robinson and Matt going, which is somewhere like in the 40 million range I believe in their cap space then go off really good job otherwise this doesn't make sense because Mac is still an incredible edge rusher and he's someone that certainly could have been continuing to pressure for you guys uh particularly against those weaker teams like Detroit and Minnesota where you should really be getting four wins in four games against those sides
1: yeah and I, you know like you said if if they know their replacement and they know exactly what they're going to do and i feel like at this point they've kind of lost alan robinson i feel you know maybe he ends up going to the coach you never know but um if they or if they are able to go out and find the pieces they need yes awesome job but like you said this could come in bottom in the butt if it doesn't. And if they don't do the things that they need to do, then it's gonna hurt.
0: Yeah. So with that here, on the other end of it, I do want to mention uh this point and question, if anything. Which deal moved the needle more for their team? Do you believe Russell Wilson or Cleo Mack?
1: Hmm. You know. We spent a good time talking about each of these trades, and, you know, I, I, I got, I want, I, I, I'm going to say Wilson. I, I, I'm going to say that Wilson moved the needle more, and I feel like you aren't going to say Wilson.
0: Well, there is a reason I brought it up, and it is, for me, Cleo Mack. And the reason okay. I do bring up Khalil Mac is because of all the positives that I brought with it. Now maybe that showed because of the trade grade I gave this, but that's really not certainly the case. It's just it, it's more the fact of for a Los Angeles Chargers team that struggled not only to maintain health, but overall just to like reach the next level that they've been reaching for for so long. I've already kind of brought this point up. I feel like Mac is a perfect fit for Brandon Staley defense, and I think that having Mac and Bosa together is going to be a nightmare for any uh, quarterback in the AFC West. Um, and it's going to be able to really help you bring more pressure to even particularly Patrick Mahomes, who now has one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. So to be able to just add that additional pressure, and you're probably going to be continuing to upgrade that defense during this offseason. I think that it's a move that's going to do so much more for this side, particularly because Um, on the offense, really all they need to invest in is their offensive line and the new tight end, and it's not much. Like, they have a really capable offense. It's the defense that it is capable, but they haven't been able to find the next level, as I said, and I think Matt can really help them get there. Whereas for Wilson, they just still need a lot in Denver.
1: You know, I don't want to, like, switch who I'm picking now, but I guess I got to stand my ground. But, you know, I completely agree. You – your look on the Chargers is excellent. And, you know, I, I, I like that. Because when you have a tandem on two guys who will absolutely wreck your offensive line, they will probably pile up for tons and tons of sacks. And I feel like they are going to – Los Angeles' defense is probably going to be very good. However, for me, on my end with the Broncos – It'll be easier to replace Harrison Fant than it will be to find a Hall of Fame future quarterback. Sure. And I just feel like with their team, I, I know that what is, who's their coach? Is it Vic Fangio? Something like that. Uh
0: no, it's new now. It's the uh, oh, it's the former Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator. Oh, when they do that. It was this when off season. They... I'm forgetting okay. I'm forgetting the dude's name. I think it's like Hackett or something. Oh
1: Uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Okay. There we go. I
0: did have his last name, right?
1: You did. It looks, but, um, you know, I just feel like Russell Wilson and I know that these teams are, yes, they are in the same division. And I know we talked about, it's probably going to be chiefs, chargers, Broncos, Raiders, but I just, I just feel like in the long run, I feel like Russell Wilson helps, the Broncos improve their offensive consistency and I feel like it improves them as a team. However, this is, this is not me saying, for me, I'm, I kind of like, I'm, I won't, I'm going with the Broncos. However, both trades help the teams in both ways. And that's how a trade works. You know, one team wins, one team loses, maybe both teams win, but I don't know. I just, I'm standing with the Broncos. However, this is not me saying that the, Chargers is a bad trade. I feel like the Chargers is actually a good one, and if even better. But however, for me, I just like the Broncos one.
0: No, no. I mean, we already pointed that out. We both gave these teams uh, a instant in the A plus grade. Like, yeah, of it's course, not just, this is bad. It's just a little bit of a comparison there, and I can see where you're coming from, particularly because Wilson could possibly do that over a longer frame than Klomax. I, I certainly think that for the chart, particularly this year, I think for the Chargers, Mac really gets them into a firm playoff spot for me, whereas Wilson, like, he does get them into a playoff spot. But,
1: but it's like, going to take him a couple years.
0: No, 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 no. I, I think Denver's going to reach playoffs with Wilson. I think it's just more becoming the team that Wilson Wilson would like them to be and that yeah. the Denver Broncos fans would like them to be. That's going to take a couple of years to so get back to the Super Bowl contending team. Like, yeah. with Wilson, they're going to reach the playoffs, but it's not, like, a guarantee that – like, like they're less likely to reach the Super Bowl. Whereas for Khalil yeah. Mack, I think they'd reach the playoffs, and with how that offense is played with an improved defense, they would have a lot better of a shot to reach the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, because – who I, who they play this playoffs? No, they didn't uh, make it,
0: did they? Chargers, no, the Chargers didn't make it because they lost the Yeah, playoffs.
1: because of that insane – that was a really good game, by the way. But – Um, you know, ever since they got Justin Herbert it's just an instant revitalization of the Chargers team. And by all means, I, I completely agree, you know, with Justin Herbert arising as a star and also the rest of their players coming together. I you know, without a doubt, I feel like their defense definitely adds on to their team. And I feel like it'll carry them very far. So you know, we, we definitely had a lot to cover in, in the trades thing. And I feel like we did a pretty good job ranking them. I
0: mean, we've covered a lot here with trades and we are going to have these two next topics in this episode here. Uh, so this is going to be the longest episode that we've had in a while since Steinbach era. Cause Seinbach era, we had uh, uh, like a, few, a couple hour episodes, but we have so much to cover here that uh, we, we kind of have to, as I, as I said, if if we were able to do this, like, if this weren't spring break and I uh, wasn't on a broadcasting gig, we would have had these covered in their own individual little, like, mini-release episodes that we've talked yeah, about. Yeah,
1: probably, like, 20, 25 minutes each.
0: Yeah, like, we're, like what we're going to have with some of these trade candidates that we're going to talk about. But, um, you know, cer- certainly not, like, uh, you know, not in the long form. So, with that in mind here, we do have free agency coming up this coming week. Uh, I believe it starts the 16th um and i do want to quickly hear i'm gonna to try to get our top five sorted i'm gonna go ahead and say we'll go that route so i i, I picked out five free agents here a little bit of help with cvs and we're gonna see where we think that they're gonna land and then we're gonna talk about a few trade candidates as well so we're gonna start off here with uh toronto armstead
1: mm-hmm. you know i <laughs> we were looking at the same thing here i i uh, with the CBS in help in hand, I'm going to Ron Armstead.
0: Oh no no, it's just, but the, where they're gonna go? That's well is opening up.
1: Oh okay, so yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. I, think, I, I I I will say the free agent, and then we'll both say where we think they're gonna end up.
1: I I feel like the Saints will re-sign him, but in a team that's you know kind of on the downhill slide, maybe he'll get picked up somewhere else. I don't know, with Washington getting a cap hit, I don't know, maybe the possible destination, like somewhere that needs a line, maybe, maybe Jacksonville, I don't know, maybe that's outrageous, what are you, what are you thinking?
0: I certainly do not think he's going to resign with New Orleans because of the huge negative cap space they have, they just yeah, aren't going no. to him. So, Tron Armstead, I think, is almost guaranteed on the move. So, the question is, though, as to where is he going to go? I will be biased with this one, and I'm not often biased. I'm going to say Indianapolis. But the reason I say Indianapolis is because we have all that cap space freed up from Carson Wentz, and we desperately need a left tackle. Obviously, Costanza retired last offseason, and then we tried to replace him with Fisher, and Fisher did not do a good job. So now we need a new left tackle and I don't want Quentin Nelson to play left tackle, nothing against him because obviously he's one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL. I just prefer him on the inside. So with that in mind, Tron Armstead being one of the best left tackles in the NFL, certainly still top five, this feels like a perfect opportunity for Indianapolis to go and get someone who can probably still give you at least four to five years of top five play. Um, for whatever quarterback comes in. And for any quarterback that comes in, we talked about a lot of those lower guys. This is just going to give them so much more time in the pocket to think. Fair enough. So with that, we're going to move on to the number two guy here. Um, yeah, I'll go. Actually, I'll, I'll go with him because he actually did really, really good. I'm going to say Von Miller.
1: So Von Miller, I say he resigns. Los Angeles Rams I say maybe two years two years I'm not saying a big contract but you know he he really turned it on the playoffs really good showing against the Bucks um he I think he had like what 10 pressures sacks but I know he's gonna be 34 but he still produces at an elite level and even after getting traded he can definitely still do it so I would say he resigns with the Rams
0: um I think he's certainly going to consider going home, whether that is his home uh, in Texas and going to the Dallas Cowboys or going home as in the team that just traded him in the middle of last season, that being the Denver Broncos and joining up with Russ. But I am going to agree with you. I think he's going to stay um, with the Los Angeles Rams. I think that he knows that though Los Angeles is going to lose a little bit this off season. This is still a team that, can go back to the Super Bowl that's still going to be competitive and this is a team that's going to be willing to pay him money and particularly if they're able to keep Aaron Donald if he decides not to retire um, those two uh, would be an incredible tandem throughout a whole football season and I think just kind of all that's a little bit too enticing for Von Miller to say no to uh, maybe after a two-year deal I do kind of agree with you with that time frame maybe he'll decide to go as he's starting to regress to like a Dallas or back to Denver, um, if they're either more competitive or if he will get more money from them, but ultimately he can get money and compete with Los Angeles. So why not? Um, and then moving on from that, the by far best, uh, eh, maybe not by far, but certainly the best corner uh, in this uh, the free agency, uh, JC Jackson.
1: So I'm gonna go the same route I took with uh, Von Miller, but I say he resigns with New England Patriots, and I feel like it's gonna be a pretty big deal. I'm saying probably four years, but and and I think we Bill Belichick has the tendency to let these guys go. You know, we've seen with uh, Kyle Van Noy to Miami and Jamie Collins to I think the Browns, but he has t- taken a very very big step, and it's been awesome to see his rise from you know undrafted free agent to one of the NFL's top cornerbacks, but I feel like he will stay in new England and I feel like he'll get what he
0: deserves, which is a four year, probably pretty hefty contract. To me, I think there's no way he stays in new England specifically because he already kind of gave them the layout that he wanted to be made the, uh, the highest paid corner in the NFL. And they said, no chance. So Since he's not going to return in my eyes, it's just a question of where he goes from there. Um, And I think that there's certainly some teams that can look at him and I could say Indianapolis, but I'm not going to. Um, I I, I gave myself my Indianapolis one. Teron Armstead is like my top free agent. That's the one that I'm slightly biased in, but I do think that Indianapolis, he is going to be a top free agent option for them. Um, So I'm not going to say JC Jackson there. I'm going to say in this case, uh you're looking at a couple teams uh but they're probably on the lower end gosh this is hard um i think that he's gonna go uh, you know what i'm gonna go left field here and i'm gonna say jacksonville and the reason i say jacksonville is because there's three teams i had in mind los angeles chargers but the chargers can't pay him what he wants. And uh, since he's getting free agency, I think it, this is a lot less about competition and more about getting the bag. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders I considered as well, but I think going into division with all those incredible quarterbacks is just a little bit too much for JC Jackson there. I think it would not be great for him. So then you, you're looking at Jacksonville In Jacksonville. You have to compete with Davis Mills, Ryan Tannehill, and uh pending currently we don't know who the quarterback is going to be for indianapolis so i think in that division not only could he still be successful and which is going to be not really good for the uh jacksonville defense but he's also going to get paid like a superstar um i think jacksonville could possibly look at some other spots as well but corner is certainly a huge need for them and getting someone like jc jackson would be absolutely perfect for Doug Peterson uh, as, you know, new regime there in uh, Jacksonville, and they want to actually compete there. So following that, you have your fourth uh, candidate now, and that's going to be Chandler Jones. And then I'll list one more candidate that isn't currently in this top five, but I think should be in the top five, but obviously we're on Chandler Jones right now.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to go with, in my opinion, I don't think he's, Days in Arizona, I feel like there's a lot of weird things going on there. I know I mentioned, I think maybe I mentioned it, but you know, how uh, you know, Kyler Murray kind of took everything out of his bio. But I remember you saying it's kind of an end, eh, probably not that big of a deal. But otherwise, I feel like Chandler Jones probably goes to the Denver Broncos short two year deal. I mean, he's still a really good pass rusher at this point in his career, but um, I, probably other fats of his game has probably dropped off. but. I feel like him signing with the Broncos is a great addition. And also Denver is definitely playing that 3-4 scheme after hiring the Rams secondary coach, which really fits Chandler Jones. And I also feel like – I think they still have Bradley Chubb, don't they? I feel like Bradley Chubb was injured. But I feel like him teaming up in Denver will be a really good addition for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm hard-pressed to disagree. I'm going to say Denver on a short-term deal because I think he's someone that deserves a lot of money. He's one of the best edge rushers in the NFL, and I don't know if he's going to be able to quite get that from anyone this year, at least not the money that he should get, but he's certainly going to get um, decent enough money from Denver to be like, okay, I can at least go there on a one-two-year basis before getting that last huge contract. Um, and the one thing that I want to stamp down here is that I think that Denver is going to get one of these top two edge rushers because, uh, with Russell Wilson coming in, they have to commit to their defense now, because that's really the biggest thing that they have to fix at the moment. And I think Chandler Jones is certainly a big piece in that. Uh, I mean, I could see him returning. I could see him possibly going somewhere else, but I, I think that, um, as you said, the defensive fit as well, it just makes all too much sense for Chandler Jones and the final guy, I, I am going to uh, stay away from edge rushers because I would love to mention, you know, guys like Hassan Reddick and, uh, you know, maybe like an H- Akeem Hicks and whatnot, uh, you know, and Clanny even. But they're not top five guys that I want to mention. The other guy that I want to mention here in the five, because we only slightly mentioned him earlier, is going to be Bobby Wagner.
1: Bobby Wagner. So I don't really know about him because he got cut. Yes, his skill set is still very good. Um, I don't – I'm not really sure because he's still one of the – he's still a very good tackler. He's a very good player. As a linebacker, somewhere where they're lacking. Hmm. I'm thinking Miami, but they have Jerome Baker. uh. You know, I'm going to take a curveball on this one, and this will probably be an absolute miss, but I, I want to say Cleveland Browns.
0: I don't know how you think. Uh, that's exactly who I was going with. Oh, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> oh. It, no. he, well, you got to think of it like this. They're going to be freeing up money with Jadevian Clowney, and I, I like Anthony Walker, but I don't think he did like an insane amount for them last year. So, I mean – you look and they have Jeremiah Osu Karmoa. They have Anthony Walker and Anthony Walker. I'm looking at his stats. Yeah, I mean he was okay. Nothing really great for them. Uh, but then they also have um, I want to see see if I get the name right. Uh, Sion uh, Taki Taki, and yeah. I just think that they need some sort of upgrade there. And I think Bobby Wagner with the incredible like. Basically, he's a he's a can't miss guy because he's still one of the best interior linebackers in the NFL. And certainly he could go and he, he could go just about anywhere he likes, um, because I think that someone like him, particularly as an interior linebacker, is a lot harder to find in free agency. Um, so you could see Denver in the mix. You could see all these other teams with a lot of cap space in the mix. You could see teams that you don't even expect in the mix. I jokingly said Indianapolis, but genuinely I actually think that Indianapolis might could take a, a little bit of a swing, not because they need him, but because why not? Um, but no, I, I think that the Cleveland Browns actually do make an insane amount of sense, and I think if you're able to certainly pair him up with uh, Owosu karmoa and then whoever you'd put at the, the... – Strong side linebacker, I believe. Uh, I'm I'm just trying to remember my uh, acronyms for linebacker. Right? I think SLB, strong side linebacker. Yeah. Um, that would certainly be a whole, uh, even even better of a defense to compete with, and they already have a strong defense, but it's just it's improving it more. So, nah you you, you were on the right. That's exactly where I was looking at. So, because I was trying to I was
1: trying to think of somewhere <laughs> where it was like where somewhere is like, okay, well, they definitely need somewhere to a improve their defense or add a piece where it's missing. And, you know, I feel like, uh, the, you know, the Cleveland Browns, they have, you know, some good guys on the secondary Denzel Ward They have some good guys up front, but you know, they, they had a lot of guys in that middle area who just didn't do that much. And them signing Bobby Wagner, like you said, would make a lot of sense.
0: JOK was very impressive last year, which wasn't surprising to me, but I think getting someone like Wagner would be incredible for them. Yeah, Um, it's like
1: something even better, like you said, just improving on the pieces.
0: Exactly. I guess if I was to just – I'll quickly toss out two others, just since we agreed on the last couple. Um, I'll I'll toss out two other teams that I think are fair to think about, Uh, and those teams are going to be – I'm going to say the Giants, and I'm going to say – I want another competitive team. I'm going to say the Chargers.
1: Yeah. And it just like it, it makes sense because, you know, the Giants' defense is, I feel like, poor. I didn't really watch much of Giants football, but from what I've seen, they're not great. And yeah. because Bobby Wagner is one of those guys where you can just put him in there and he'll have immediate impact. And, you know, if he did sign with the Chargers, Like we just talked about, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, and Bobby Wagner, like now what you've got is a really, really, really good defense if it wasn't already good in the first place. But him signing with New York would also make sense because for a team that, you know, they just got a new head coach, they're trying to rebuild, you know, they're trying to fit the pieces in the puzzle together, and it just makes sense because, like, Bobby Wagner, like I just said, is a really into impact guy. So those teams obviously make sense as well.
0: I mean, I'll even toss out one other, though. I mean, we don't have to talk much about it here. We do have uh, two other things left. Um, The New York Jets as well. I mean, certainly I've talked about Devin Lloyd so much to go there as a great interior linebacker. So why not Bobby Wagner instead since he's a free agent and they have all that money, so – the last thing that I specifically want us to bring up before we talk about our mock draft and we'll be, we'll try to be pr- pretty rapid fire with it. I, I also put in our notes here, a little bit of fourth wall break, quick fire. Cause I did expect that we were going to have a lot to say this episode. Um, just quick talk on trade candidates where we think that they're going to land as well. So we've had our, we've had our free agents. So with trade candidates, I do want to start off with Amari Cooper.
1: So I've, I could be wrong, but I feel like he was just traded, wasn't he? Or
0: I don't think I so. Swear I saw
1: something on Instagram where he was, like, put somewhere. But, um, I f- hold up. Now I'm bugging about it. Brown- okay, well, no, never mind. The, only,
0: the, the most recent thing I see here is a, two, a, a report dropped by Bleacher Report two minutes ago that said that he's a real trade candidate possibility for the Browns.
1: Okay, yeah, so I swear – sorry for the, the confusion. I, I swear I was on Instagram I saw something came up, and I, like, saved it. I'm like, oh, my God, it's for the podcast. Well, here, but- here
0: before you continue, though, here's a crazy thing. Per Schultz here, the, the guy who's dropping it, uh, I'm, I'm trying to see if I have it right. Uh, no, I, I, I can't see the name. But they say here, Per Schultz, the Cowboys want a third-round pick for Cooper, but they might settle for a fourth. Which is insane
1: for Amari Cooper?
0: Yeah. Oh
1: my gosh!
0: I mean, to be fair, they have to get rid of his cap space. So, though that's surprising, it's drastically surprising to me as well. Um, you know, I I can get why.
1: Yeah. So, like, I feel like for if we were talking, if we were gonna tr- like trade this man or based on his sole play. That is a serious underball. But since you're trying to get rid of the cap space and the money, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, not trying to mooch off the report, the Browns make sense. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he goes. I know we've mentioned it a couple of times. Maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, Trevor Lawrence needing a, a receiver along with Marvin Jones. And I don't know if Chanel Chanel's still there, but maybe, maybe the maybe the Jaguars or the the Browns that that doesn't seem too out of reach for me. What about you?
0: I like the Browns. I was gonna mention the Jaguars. I like that idea as well. Uh, I will toss Indy's hat into the ring, particularly if it's the third or fourth rounder. I mean, I think that that's something where I mean, Amari Cooper's what like twenty eight? Like he's still really young, so. I don't think that Ballard would want to miss out if it's that cheap of a deal for Mario Cooper. Um, you know, we, we just got rid of 28.5 million in cap space. What's 20 million in cap space coming in? And it would, I'm pretty sure, be less of a hit for us because Dallas would have to take some of it. Um, I think, though, the team that I'm going to say, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just going to have all these teams out there I think the most likely one of those, in my opinion, is Jacksonville um, mm. because I, I don't think that they're going to mind spending a third or fourth to get what would be their clear-cut number one receiver. But the other team that I want to toss their, name, their hats into the ring is Chicago because mm. Chicago is going to get rid of Allen Robinson. So I think Amari Cooper and Darnell Mooney would be a great core for Justin Fields to be able to play off of. So, those those four teams, I think, are all in there for me. I would have had Los Angeles Chargers as my by far favorite, but they re-signed Mike Williams this past week. So, unfortunately, I can't do that with, uh, you know, uh, you know w- w- with feeling like I'd be right. So, those are the four teams I'm tossing in for him. Uh, the following one, and actually uh, reported, uh, reported while we were He got
1: dropped off his uh, Chargers.
0: Deshaun Watson's charges are chopped tro- or are mm-hmm. dropped, and I'm not gonna lie; I'm not surprised by that. Uh, not that it's a good thing. It's just, um, but Deshaun Watson now as a trade candidate.
1: So, I actually have been thinking about this for a while because I'm all the. I've been a fan of Deshaun Watson, but you know, I remember because you know Agreed. we had a segment on him a while ago. Yep. And uh, yep. my top five teams, real quick. I'll maybe you agree, maybe you don't. I, I'll see it on you, but my top five. Are Panthers, the Seahawks, Steelers, and, you know, we've said it a lot, Colts and the Buccaneers. I,
0: you know, I think I even mentioned last year that I really wanted Deshaun Watson. And it's not that I don't. I, I think Watson is an incredible quarterback. But I think the quarterback, like, you know, like the teams have cut down drastically for Deshaun Watson between last year and this year. Um, particularly with a lot of the trades that just happened. Um, I mean, there are some teams that freed up because they lost their quarterbacks. Uh, you know, Indy may be willing to take a stab, but I don't think so. I think they they, they are going to want to be, eh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think Houston's going to want to trade in division, though. Um, so ultimately for Deshaun, the teams I have it down to for him right now, uh, Pittsburgh is one of the teams I'm considering because I think it'd make a lot of sense for uh, for Pittsburgh to try to go right back in and get another good guy. Um, I- I'm gonna throw a curveball in say Cleveland. Um, I-, I actually forgot to put one of the candidates on there, Derek Carr. But um, I mean, we don't have to talk too much about him because I don't think he's a realistic realistic candidate yet. He hasn't been mentioned much, but. Um, Cleveland have been talking about possibly finding an upgrade for Baker. And I think that's a possibility, but Cleveland's like my Joker card, if anything on that, but the one that I think is the most likely is the Carolina. I think that's the by far most likely one. They were in on him last year. They're going to be in on him again. And he would be a huge upgrade over just the. Like really bad options. They have at quarterback right now. And. It'd probably cost them a first, but they wouldn't mind it, uh, particularly since everything's cleared up uh, legally for his end. So, I, I think uh, uh, Caroline is the most likely. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is the next guy that we have on this list.
1: So, I don't know if there's much you know speculation for me. I feel like it's an easy stay
0: in the 49. He said he's wanted to go, so it's not going to be a stay. <laughs> oh well. Okay. Well, I. That that's yeah, why it's been broken. I didn't out do my media.
1: reading. I did not see that. Um,
0: I, I I mean, I don't know if he said it on social media, but it's been announced like everywhere that he wants to go. So.
1: Damn, bro! I swear that I need, bro. I need to I just swear when we were talking <laughs> about this last week. Um, he wasn't. I didn't really see much on him, but also I do not follow anything Twitter's. Twitter or Instagram. That's, fair, or that's fair. That's fair. That's But um, moving on. I feel like for me, uh, possible locations now that I'm thinking about it, we've we've said it a lot, and maybe the Cleveland Browns, Denver Broncos. I'm going again, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Buccaneers. Maybe the Vikings, if if even. I mean, I'm just straight looking up at teams that have a really big question mark on a quarterback and. And I don't know why I haven't said it much, but the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, they have a huge hole to fill at quarterback now. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously not. Maybe maybe the Denver Broncos, if, you know, maybe signing him, I don't know if it would make much well, sense.
0: They, I was about to say, they aren't going to get to – he's not going to to the Broncos when they have Wilson.
1: Yeah, that, but, like, I was thinking maybe, like, on an off chance, like, it's a really low chance, but – like Cleveland Browns, yes, Pittsburgh Steelers, Buccaneers, and Minnesota Vikings, and I just want to clear this up talking to you, but I've seen things that Tom Brady didn't actually retire.
0: No, am I bugging? No, he's he, you're 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 bugging then. Yeah, okay,
1: because like I saw some things that was just like. Tom Brady didn't actually retire, or like no, something like that. No, like, bro, no, what? no, That's
0: that's just clickbait headlines. He's he said that's that he knows, he, he, Tom Brady's like, who knows? Maybe things will change, but he he's retired. Yeah, he's um, he's
1: throwing a lot of stuff out there. But my best option for me is Pittsburgh Steelers for him.
0: I can see Pittsburgh. My best is going to be Tampa Bay. Uh, I don't think they're going to like fully commit this year. And on top of that, if they do draft a quarterback, I think that quarterback is going to be late first, early second, and it's going to be a guy that they're probably going to want to develop. I've already talked about Carson strong to them. I think strong would make a lot of sense. So getting in Garoppolo for like a year or two and letting strong develop, uh, or if it's someone else would be nice. So yeah, I'm sticking with my guns and I'm going to say Tampa there. Um, and the mystery player that I had here for this, as as this one. which is going to change now a little bit with what I said earlier, but it's Tyler Lockett.
1: Ooh. Okay. Well, obviously since, you know, Seattle with the things that they've done, um, I don't know. Best destinations for him maybe the new England Patriots eh, maybe I don't know if that's a bad maybe New England Patriots Las Vegas perhaps I can
0: see Chicago
1: that. Bears maybe I, like teams that clearly need a really good option we've definitely thrown them around a lot but Jacksonville Jaguars what are you thinking
0: I I think the names that we threw around for Cooper are also names that should be included, um, for Lockett. Oh yeah. uh, That that being Jacksonville, Chicago, um, Cleveland Browns. Uh, I could see the Raiders. Um, gosh, I believe there's another team that we mentioned for Cooper, but it's slipping my mind right now. Um, since I said Cooper to the Jaguars, I'm not going to say Lockett to the Jaguars. That was originally the team that I, that I penned for him like immediately on the day when Wilson was traded. I'm like, Jacksonville would make a lot of sense. Um, so to me, I'm going to bring it down just to two options here. I'm going to say either Chicago, because I think Chicago could use someone like him, but I just don't know if they'd utilize him properly. So I'm going to say Indianapolis. <laughs> and I know that's saying Indianapolis again. And I know it might also seem weird knowing that he's a K-State player and I like K-State, but part of the reason I say Indianapolis here is because he would be a good fill-in to that returning position that um, I I, I think what Hines might do some of the returning stuff, and he's all right, but Tyler Lockett basically helps you uh, at the return because he's one of the best returners in the NFL, kick and punt. Mm -hmm. Um, But on top of that, Tyler Lockett is also someone that trading for him, Not only do I feel like his contract could possibly go either lower or not much higher in wage because I I, I think it's fair to say that he's probably not a top 20 guy, but on top of that, I think that Tyler Lockett and Michael Pittman would really bounce off each other. Well, in a way that we really want to see with a, uh, you know, with with T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman, or what you can see with Amari Cooper, Michael Pittman, or, what we were thinking of with Chris Godwin, Michael Pittman. I, I think that's kind of that bounce off effect that Tyler Lockett has to where basically they, they're both able to fill different needs. Lockett can do a little bit of everything, but he's uh, seen going deep. Um, Michael Pittman's a little bit of everything, but he's just kind of like your middle and uh, jump up and get it type of guy. I I don't know. I think Lockett and – I think a Lockett-Pittman connection would be really, really strong. That's why I think it
1: Yeah, and it's not a bad place for him whatsoever because, like you're saying, he probably would fit very, very well in that Colts team. And, you know, I feel like – I don't – you're the Colts guy, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like their wide receiver options are very mid – um,
0: they are. Other than Michael Pittman, who I have a lot of uh, value in. I oh think yeah,
1: I really good. like him. I mean, one guy that I think Green Bay got from you, but I mean, didn't we got Green Bay got Devin Funchess, and he hasn't even played a snap for us. Um, yeah, but he
0: used, he used to be the former Carolina guy, and he also like I think put on weight or something. And yeah, things got worse. But
1: you know, moving on. But I feel like Tyler Lockett, it, it fits really well for him. Yeah. And in Indy, um, I don't know. I, I know like I just kind of just throwing teams out there, but you know, just like I mentioned with Bobby Wagner, Tyler Lockett's a guy that just like you can slap anywhere and he'll work. But I feel like for Indianapolis, like desperately needing another option at, at a wide receiver, I feel like it fits.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's our trade options and whatnot. We're probably going to talk about the trade guys more next week as they may not be fully moved uh and certainly next time we talk about pro stuff or have an nfl update episode we're probably gonna have a lot of those free agents moving we're gonna have to talk about a lot of those big free agent deals because this is a really loaded class but uh we have been recording here for a couple hours we're gonna get this done uh, quick fire we'll talk about things if there's a very very interesting one uh so we'll just stop it when we talk we when we hear something interesting but New round one mock draft since we had one a couple weeks ago and all these trades have changed up a lot of things. Uh obviously we now have the Seattle Seahawks now in the first round. That was something that we did not have. Um so with that in mind, uh ready to get it started?
1: Yeah, I'm good with it.
0: All right, let's go ahead and go here with the first pick. And I'm gonna say a, a Kwonu to Jacksonville.
1: I'm saying that as well. I'm gonna go second you with that. Uh
0: second pick is Aiden Hutchinson to the Lions. Same here. Kayvon Thibodeau to the Texans.
1: I got Evan Neal to Texans.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I like that. Uh Kyle Hamilton to the Jets still.
1: Yeah, and then I got I got Kayvon Thibodeau
0: to the uh Jets. Okay. Uh Evan Neal to the Giants.
1: I got Charles Cross to the Giants.
0: Charles Cross to the Panthers.
1: Um I got Kyle Hamilton to the Panthers.
0: Okay. Okay. So, so we still have like the same guys in the top 6 there, They're just a little bit changed up. I like it. Uh, yeah. I have Trayvon Walker to the Giants.
1: I got Jermaine Johnson.
0: Oh, interesting. Actually, tell me what you think about for that one. For, because Jermaine Johnson is just skyrocketing, I guess.
1: Yeah. So I remember the last, first time we did this, Just I'm going to make it real quick, but I think we both had him in like 10 to 20 range. I, I didn't have him at all. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. I think I had him at, like, 16 to the Eagles. You had that's him, yeah, right? you had
0: him, like, 10 to 20, I remember. Yeah, that.
1: and uh, I feel like, you know, when he transferred, he had a really, really good season, and he had a he had. I mean, his ratings are really high, and he's just skyrocketing, and he has really good length, serious power moves, and I feel like he can just really fit in that New York scheme, so I'm, that's why I have him, and he's also been really good, and I've liked him a lot, too.
0: Sure. I mean, I like his physicality. I just don't know if, if a 3 4 guy there, they'd want to force Jermaine Johnson over the likes of, uh, you know, Ajabo. Or, I mean, though Ajabo, I guess, is kind of falling to him draft stock wise or Carlafitis or whatnot. Um, hmm. But no, I can see it. Uh, I mean, we, we, we both did have the same thing in mind there. You have a 3 4 edge, I have a 3 4 interior um, edge. But yeah. Uh, at eight. I have Garrett Wilson the Falcons.
1: I have Malik Willis.
0: Okay, I think I know your reasoning why, um, <laughs> at, least, at least scheme fit-wise. But do you think then is Matt Ryan getting traded this offseason or do you think he's going to stay for the last year of his contract? That's the question I'll ask you.
1: So I, it's all based upon chance. I know we talked about we had a little segment uh, last week. I feel like he'll stay and it's going to be kind of one of those veteran QB teaches a young guy how to do it kind of things.
0: I could see it and I like it. I, I That's, that's why I wanted to ask though. I wanted to see if you're thinking Ryan gets traded. That's interesting. That's actually one of the guys I, I will say before we keep going, that I forgot to mention for Indy that I think could be a trade option for quarterback. Um, but yeah, moving on though, at nine, this one might be, and I don't, I don't know if this one's we're gonna have to stop for. I have a mod gardener.
1: I have a mod gardener as well.
0: <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> for one that I actually thought was gonna be crazy because everyone's mocking quarterback for them. Wow, love it, love it, love it. That actually makes me really happy. Uh Ten, I have Derek Stingley.
1: For I have Devin Lloyd to the Jazz. I,
0: I can see. It. I I've had Devin Lloyd, Kyle Hamilton, his chalk for a while. I just kind of switched it up a little bit. I like. Uh, Stingley on the perimeter for them. They need a number one perimeter. Uh, 11, I have Drake London.
1: I have Garrett Wilson.
0: Okay. I mean, still receiver. 12, I have Devin Lloyd.
1: 12, I have Derek Stingley.
0: Okay, so you just had a little flip-flop. 13, I have George Kerlaffitis to the Cleveland Browns.
1: I I hope I didn't. I think, okay, so for 13, I have Jordan Davis.
0: Oh, I like that. I like that. Actually, okay, that's why. I was thinking about Jordan Davis for a second because he is actually coming up here for me, but I have Linderbaum at 14.
1: For 14, I have Trayvon Walker.
0: I can see that. I can see that. Um, I have Jordan Davis at 15 to the Eagles.
1: So, I know 15 and 16 have constantly changed for me, but I have N'Kobe Dean.
0: Yeah, I had N'Kobe Dean last time we were mocking Eagles, but uh, I think this one is the same. I have Andrew Booth.
1: For 16? Yep. Yeah, okay, for 16, for me, I know I had him a lot later than the first time we did this, but now I'm moving him. I got David Ajabo.
0: There we go. I, I, so sadly for me, Ajabo's fallen a little bit, but we'll talk about that. 17, I have Kenyon Green.
1: Yeah, I have Kenyon Green as well.
0: 18, I have Malik Willis to the New Orleans Saints.
1: Uh, for 18, I have Drake London.
0: Uh, 19, I have Jamison Williams to the Philadelphia Eagles. Second you on that. Can he pick it to the Steelers at twenty? Second you on that again. We'll see if we can keep it a run here at twenty-one. <laughs> I have Chris Olave to the Patriots.
1: Ah, streak ended. I have Trent McDuffie.
0: I like that though. Corner replacement, they will need it. I do have Trent McDuffie following you though to the Raiders.
1: I have Boy Mafe to the Raiders.
0: Ah, I. I... <laughs> You know, I like it, um, but that's I think it's gonna be dependent a lot on if they lose uh that edge. I'm forgetting who it is. Right. I'm I'm forgetting. I, I know they have another edge though. Uh, they they traded for like that one edge uh from Jacksonville. I'm forgetting.
1: Uh, I'm forgetting. uh Yannick and Gakwe?
0: In Ngakwe. Ngakwe. Yeah, yeah, Ngakwe. yeah. Uh, I don't remember for Ngakwe. I'm pretty sure Ngakwe still has a contract, but that, that makes it to me more that they'd look for interior if anything. Because I think they have Ngakwe and Crosby. But I mean, hey, maybe if the a few guys rotating wouldn't hurt. I mean, they'd love to do that in the NFL. Uh twenty-three, I have Jermaine Johnson to the Cardinals. I have
1: Devontae what?
0: Oh, oh. The interior guy for uh Georgia Georgia. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, that, yeah, it's the third guy. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, 24, I got Daxon Hill to the Cowboys.
1: I got Tyler Lindenbaum.
0: Yep, I, I mean, I'd have Lindenbaum if he was there. Uh, 25, I have Jahan Dotson to the Bills.
1: I got Daxon Hill.
0: Okay, 26, I have Zion Johnson to the Titans.
1: I remember we uh had a little slip on uh, off the record when it was on the record, but I got uh, Matt Coral. <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> the Titans? Yep. I don't remember saying this at all. What?
1: No, no, no. No. I was saying this like last week how I was asking you why. You why did like what do you think about him? I said off the record, even though we were on the podcast. But oh, um okay. it, it's it's just mostly due to their their offensive line is prior number one, and Ryan Tannehill is being good at times. And uh it's just you know, it, it, it hits a rough patch. And I feel like the Bengals playoff loss was like a Really big exclamation point for them. So, if I'm just saying, this is a this is an if for me. Uh huh. So, if Matt Crowell's not there, I don't know, but it's a big if if they
0: pick him if, if he's still there. That's interesting. I like it. I like it. It's really interesting. Uh, 27, I have David Adabo to the Buccaneers.
1: I got Zion Johnson.
0: Okay, okay, so just a pick later. I have Traylon Burks to the Green Bay Packers.
1: I got Andrew Booth.
0: I mean, you are the Packers guy. Do you like the Burks pick? You know,
1: it's not a. I don't dislike it at all. It's not a bad – I mean, he's a pretty good player. I feel like he'll fit if, you know, if it happened to be Perfect. that we did select him, it would be pretty good.
0: All right, well, following that 29, I have Nicoby Dean.
1: I got Trevor Penning.
0: Okay. Uh, thirty. I have Kyler Gordon.
1: I got Chris Olav.
0: Oh, okay. So you have Olav later. Uh, thirty-one. I have Trevor Penning.
1: I've. I think you said. I think you said him a little bit. I have Daniel Falale F- 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 or something.
0: Uh, F- 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 I believe. Uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, and then thirty-two. I'm actually changing this. I was gonna have off here, but then I completely spaced the fact that I had Aiden Hutchinson as their pick. So rather than boy them off, I would rather hear. Uh, if I were the Detroit Lions, take this is gonna be really quick from me. I'm gonna say Sam Howell. I think I had Sam Howell for them at 32 last time as well.
1: I'm gonna take Traylon Burks,
0: and I like that as well. The, I mean, though, I will say it's a little bit big at receiver with Burks and uh, Amon or Saint Brown, but yeah, I mean, hey, it'd be interesting. Um, yeah, so a little bit of guys changing for me. Uh, I don't remember who all fell out of my first round, but, uh, oh, I know Matt Coral fell out of my first round, and I think that that is probably going to remain until the draft, which is disappointing for me. He was my favorite, but I digress. Um, with that being said, though, Nick, we've had a long-winded episode here. There isn't really too much here to remain, and there will be. there will continue to be a lot to talk about when free agency happens. So with that being said, do you have anything that you want to bring up? Any, any, any NFL thing that we should cover real quick?
1: Um, you know, one thing I was, I was going to say it, but then you, you happened to mention it in the podcast. Uh, I was going to mention the Deshaun Watson thing. Uh, I think Max Crosby just got signed. The, The guy from the Raiders, I think during our podcast, Um, But we definitely, surely, without a doubt, in the next week, we'll have a lot to cover. So it'll be a busy week for us, man.
0: Yeah, so make sure that you guys keep tuning in here wherever you want to listen to your uh, podcasts on uh, our continued coverage here of not only the NFL, but other sports as well. Of course, we'll have some college stuff to talk about. Uh, we're, get, we're trying to debate here whether, uh, when we want to record it, we might record it tomorrow. Uh, but ultimately uh, we'll have March Madness coming up and we'll have a March Madness podcast. Um, and, but we have, we have a lot for March Madness, the NFL free agency to I, I'll give you guys a short uh, champions league episode. I'll record that tomorrow uh, among so many other things. So there's a lot coming here in the world of sports and we're going to be excited to continue to bring it to you. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking. It's been a pleasure talking for as long as we have. This is certainly, as I said, been the longest episode uh, since the Steinbach era. Um, but we've had so much to say, and I hope you all have been able to listen through the whole thing. If you have, you guys are troopers, and I absolutely uh, have uh, you know all the respect and admiration here for you guys to be able to do that. And I want to thank you all, no matter for how much you were able to listen, I want to thank you all so much for listening here to this very long episode of 33 Three Four sports podcast huge nfl update and again we're going to be excited to bring you more when it comes so thank you all for listening and do take care have a great rest of your day